0: And welcome to today's episode of the Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy, and I'm not sure where the weeks are going, but it's already time for another book club episode. Today, you'll hear about four different books from our last four guests on the podcast, Mark Agnew, Jane A. Antique, Renee Dineen, and Dan Cornell. They gave us three nonfiction books and one fiction book for you to hear about. And, as always, you can visit the podcast show notes to see all the titles and authors, so you don't have to scribble them down as you listen. Let's start by listening to the recommendation by mark
1: uh, so my book i I really wanted to pick something that was kind of high art and literature and and but but um actually I was just I was thinking about the books that really not necessarily changed me or improved me but but um Sent me down a path that that I didn't know I wanted to go down. So mm. one of the one of the other weird things I was going to say about me—that's unfair. We should be we should be <laughs> nice to ourselves. I have an unusual passion for the presidency of Richard Nixon. I I'm I I've been obsessed for it with him for a long time. To my left here, I have you know all these amazing kind of uh this this is this is minted for his inauguration, and he was. Wow. Um, uh he was uh, his vice president was a guy called Spyro Agnew who no relation to me whatsoever oh. and um uh, one of the reasons i became fascinated with him was a there was a documentary on bbc2 about his presidency in 2000 and it was um specifically they had they had uh, it was the release of the the newest tranche of available tapes that he, he taped mm. all his meetings as I'm sure many of you know he taped all these meetings and obviously they just revealed more and more about how damaged he was and my dad bought me the book that accompanied the series and it's called um Arrogance of Power the Secret World of Richard Nixon and I absolutely mm. poured through this book and so it, it kind of did two things to me uh one it got me into being fascinated by this one man And two, Mm. it taught me a lot about what I didn't want to be and how I didn't (laughs) want to approach things. Um, Up until the last five years, Richard Nixon was one of the most inappropriate people ever get to high office. He was fueled by resentment and jealousy and imagined enemies everywhere, despite the fact that he actually became the president of the United States. He genuinely Mm. got to the highest office in land, but at all times felt like... People were trying to drag him down. Even though he won, you know, one of the largest landslides in the history of American elections, he still imagined this 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 evil uh you know liberal agenda to to pull him down. And this book revealed to me uh you know, just just opened up my mind to the idea that horrifically inappropriate people can 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 be punished. Mm by by getting the one thing they don't want. Or you know, in his case, like he hated the public as well. Like he absolutely hated yeah. people. And yet he put Not himself much. in a position where he could only succeed by having the validation of as many people as possible. And from that book, and I, I promise you I've got a library of Nixon books here, I've learned how i didn't want to approach things i ha, you know how mm-hmm. how i again it reminded me to be honest to yourself if richard nixon was honest to himself he wouldn't have become president and it's sad because he did a, he did a huge amount of incredible things and mm-hmm. yet he he self-destructed because it, you know it, it, it was torture it was abs- it's absolutely fascinating i think it's a really good book it's a, it's really well uh written i prom it's it's not poetry i wish it was it's not inspirational good, good. but um, were enough not for that book, I would not have spent the last 20 years finding this man almost uniquely fascinating and incredible. And he was a consequential president for a lot of reasons. Um, and part of them will break your heart. And part of them will remind you that uh, there before the grace of God, you know, may only your worst enemy be blessed with uh, getting exactly what they want and discovering it's the only thing they should never do.
0: Mark really spiked my curiosity to learn more about Richard Nixon through his description of this book and also to understand the driving factors behind uh, Nixon's rise to power and also about his fall from grace thereafter. So if you also want to know more, The book was The Arrogance of Power, The Secret World of Richard Nixon, and it was written by Anthony Summers. So thanks, Mark, for that recommendation. On a slightly related theme, but a little bit different, let's listen to the book recommendation that Dan gave us.
2: The book I'd like to share is uh, Rebel Ideas by Matthew Said. It's a book about bringing together different points of view, different perspectives different learned experiences oh. and it shares some really interesting stories where um where diverse groups of people come together and create create brilliant things and and where and where they don't where there's a homogenous group yeah. of people that, that fail to fail to achieve things um i think it's really a really important book in terms of diversity and inclusion that often gets overlooked um and there's some there's some great great anecdotes and stories in there to, to kind of help you understand why diversity and inclusion is an important part of innovation.
0: I assume it's a non-fiction book, is that right?
2: It is, it is, yeah.
0: And is there something from that that you've kind of taken yourself and applied or just the whole lot?
2: Um, I, th- I think it's the whole lot. Um, I think there was a really interesting anecdote around... Um, building building jet fighter, I think it was jet fighter, some sort of, some sort of aircraft um, where they, they tried to build the perfect aircraft for the average pilot. Um, average leg measurements, average arm measurements, average weight, head size, all those mm-hmm. things that they tried to create this, this perfect cockpit for the average pilot. Um, but when they actually started to, to kind of fly it, they figured out there's no such thing. There's no such thing as an average pilot. So they had to build, they had to build in adjustments. They had to build in, um, building ways to change the cockpit, move the seat forward and backwards, move the, move the, um, Mm. move things into the right place. It kind of, it's always a useful analogy to, to think about how we, how we create processes and how we create products. the Mm. fact that if you, if you create them without that agility, without kind of making them build Mm. to evolve, they're never going to work, they're never going to fit the average person because that person doesn't exist. We are a wonderful continuum of diversities that, that we need to make adaptable and evolving products.
0: Dan spoke about rebel ideas by Matthew Syed. I've started this book and it's really easy to digest and it's really getting my brain thinking in some different ways about approaching problems, so I love it. And sticking to the nonfiction theme, let's go to our last nonfiction
3: book for this episode and over to Renee. So one book that has been impactful on my life is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, It's a book really written to free ourselves from limitations and attachments so that we can move beyond our current boundaries and constructs. And, um, for me, you know, addictions. And so I love this idea of an untethered soul. And I, I am a Mm -hmm. free spirit, but a free spirit who has was significantly shaped by corporate life. And so coming back into contact with my truest sense of self and my, and, and for me, that kind of free spirit, um, has been an important reminder for me of why this huge change in my life has been so critical and so important and impactful. Um, And it also gives you kind of maps a way to discover more peace and serenity. And I need that. (laughs) I needed that a lot. Still need it now. So I've, I've reread it twice. Yeah. It's not a new book.
0: I was going to say, was it something that you read kind of while you were in the midst of the hectic corporate life first, or was the first time you read it kind of as
3: you moved into this slightly more serene space? Oh, what a great question because I hadn't, remembered that, but I was introduced to it in my first coaching program in 2003 to 2004. We had to read 10 books and write 10 book reports, and it was one of the choices. And then I came back into my life later. I had kind of forgotten about it, obviously. (laughs) It wasn't active. And so I came back to it later, and uh, I realized, um, I think the universe, you know, God was trying to uh, tap on my shoulder back then. And I just wasn't ready. It's why I said the timing's important. Um, but yeah. I read it again and then just read it again about two years ago. I, I recommended it to a client and I thought, I'm going to read that again. So that's how that unfolded. What? I didn't really get it the first time around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's something I think is super lovely about books. Like the, the, you know, that
0: you can keep going back and finding new depth and meaning to it. And it's obviously resonated. So I'm glad you went back and read it that second and third time, maybe fourth and fifth.
3: Yeah, a good book will do that. You're right. That's maybe a quality of a good book if you want to read it again.
0: In this book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, he explores the question of who we are. So for those of you who might be looking for a book that's really doing some deep soul searching, um, this could be the recommendation for you. And it may unlock some interesting insights. I love it when people have read books more than once and it's given that intriguing feeling that you need to know more or there's more to take out of it. So it's definitely... um, made me curious to know what um, is going to get unlocked for myself when I start to read this book. And onto the final book for this episode, though it's a fiction book, it's got some really, really, really hard hitting learnings and insights from it. So Jane I will leave you to round us off for today.
4: Uh, so the book that I'm going to recommend is uh, The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy. Um, it's uh, a story of childhood experiences for, of fraternal, fraternal twins uh, whose lives were destroyed by the love laws that were prevalent in the 1960s of Kerala, India. Uh, and it explores just a lot of really interesting things from like society society uh in india in 1960 the uh the Mm. caste uh, the caste system um what that you know westernism coming into india how did that destroy uh the family like and also like the cultural melting pot of what happens uh with cultures that just mash together in the current modern climate Mm. Um, so brilliant book i was impacted with it like when I was in um uh in college and it stayed with me ever since then so Mm -hmm. I actually learned some really interesting ways of lexicology and like writing through Arundhati Roy so 100% recommend it it's probably about a week's worth of intense read but if you want to compound it down 24 hours
0: wow and do you know what I having talked about books and my thing of I need to read slower um I feel like I have read this book, so I am going to go back and double check. But I obviously haven't remembered a huge amount, so I will go back and reread it again. So I had to go back and check if I had read this book, and I absolutely had. Um, But it was over 10 years ago, so I think it's okay for me to have slightly forgotten that I'd read this book, um, and also I think it's a good time for me to go back and give it another read. I don't think I'll be doing it in 24 hours um, per Jane a's potential suggestion, but I definitely will We'll give that a good read um, over the next couple of weeks. So the book that Jane a had recommended was The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy. And with that, we are at the end of our book club this week. So thank you as always for joining me. I hope that there's at least one potential recommendation that you might add to your reading list. And as always, just have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for providing feedback and suggestions is always so highly appreciated. I'll be back next week with another guest on the show, hopefully sharing more interesting stories and insights for you. And as always, remember, authenticity is a journey. Small steps can make a big difference. Take care.